You're listening to the Multifamily Market Watch for Washington State. Apartment owners who need to know, trust HFO. The leading source for multifamily industry news around the state, from Puget Sound to the Tri-Cities. Welcome back to Washington Multifamily Market Watch. I'm your host, Aaron Kirk Douglas. In top news this week, the Washington legislature wrapped up its business on April 23rd. We have a rundown of the final housing-related bills. The Seattle City Council has capped late rent fees at $10. And Washington's Department of Commerce explains how many more houses the state will need in the next 20 years. All that and more in just a moment. This Washington Multifamily Market Watch is co-sponsored by Gantry, Inc., the nation's largest independent mortgage broker, and by J.R. Johnson, experts in multifamily restoration and repair work. Now on to our news briefing. Budget leaders in Washington state announced an agreement on a $69.3 billion two-year budget for state services. The budget includes $519 million for housing and the immediate shelter needs of people experiencing homelessness. Combined with investments from the state capital budget, the new housing-related investments will top $1 billion. Here are three housing-related bills that did not pass. A bill that would have increased the Washington State real estate excise tax. A pair of bills that would have allowed rent control at the local and state levels. And also failing to make it through both chambers was a proposal to increase the capital gains tax from 7 to 8.5%. Meanwhile, following the Washington State Legislature's adjournment on Sunday the 23rd, several housing-related bills were sent to Governor Jay Inslee for signature. Here are some of the most noteworthy. HB 1042, aiming to remove certain restrictions or requirements on new housing units constructed within existing commercial or mixed-use buildings located in commercial or mixed-use zones. This bill will promote the adaptive reuse of existing structures, making it easier to create multifamily housing. HB 1074 addresses security deposits and tenant refunds, requiring tenants to receive documentation on the apartment's condition at move-in and estimates on repairs after they move out. A revision also allows housing providers to perform repair work themselves if they are able. HB 1110 and SB 5190 are a pair of bills introduced in both the Senate and House focusing on allowing middle housing in the state. These bills mandate certain cities, primarily larger ones, to permit higher-density housing on lots zoned for residential use. Additionally, the Washington State Department of Commerce will develop model housing ordinances and provide cities with technical assistance for implementation. HB 1293 aims to streamline development regulations by accelerating the permitting and design review process. The bill requires clear and objective design review standards, making it easier for developers to comply with regulations. HB 1337 encourages the development of accessory dwelling units, such as backyard cottages and mother-in-law apartments, providing more affordable housing options for residents. Senate Bill 5197 introduces changes to the eviction process, making it more detailed and complex. The amended bill allows remote participation and eviction proceedings, which is something the industry was in favor of. And it also creates an entitlement requiring the state to pay rental assistance regardless of government appropriation. 
Senate Bill 5290 and 5058 focus on permit streamlining and consolidation, requiring the consolidation of permits, the exclusion of interior alterations from site plan reviews, and providing financial assistance to local governments for digital permitting processes. Senate Bill 5491, which allows for a single exit stairwell in residential buildings of six stories or fewer. Instead of directly changing the building code, this bill directs the State Building Code Council to recommend the relevant changes with a deadline for implementation of July 2026. In other industry news, Yardi Matrix reports a hopeful outlook for multifamily amidst a volatile economy with a 3.1% national average rent growth forecast for 2023. Despite moderation in rent growth during the fall, Yardi says the market remains resilient. Washington's Department of Commerce has reported that 1.1 million new homes will be needed in the state over the next 20 years. Over half of these homes and apartments should be affordable housing for residents at the lowest income levels, highlighting the importance of housing investments. The Seattle City Council has set a $10 cap on late rental payment fees. What it says is to protect tenants from excessive charges and promoting housing stability. In other news from around Washington State, A Bellingham-based organization known as Tenants Revolt is proposing housing legislation to address tenant concerns. With attorney Daniel Hornell at the helm, the group has received inquiries from 500 tenants and is reviewing their complaints for potential lawsuits. They claim also to be working on emergency legislation that would ban application fees, mandatory cleaning fees, and short-term rentals like Airbnb. Chicago-based Waterton has re-entered the Seattle market, acquiring a 123-unit property called 128 on State in Kirkland for $63.5 million. The per-unit price for this mid-2000s asset is approximately $516,000. Multifamily developer Bode plans to build a 330-unit apartment project on a one-and-a-half-acre site in South Seattle, targeting low- and median-income households. The property is conveniently located equidistant from the Columbia City and Othello light rail stations. A 796-unit mixed-use apartment building has been approved in University Village. Developed by Quarter Multifamily, it will be situated at 3020 Northeast 45th Street, where Safeway and the first Burgermaster currently operate. In Bellevue, investors are closely watching the Avenue Bellevue project, where the condo prices near Bellevue Bellevue Square are selling for 700 per square foot higher than the recently completed 188 tower on Bellevue Way Northeast. Spokane will soon see a new three-story, 29-unit apartment complex at the corner of Wellesley Avenue in North Haven, The Wild Willie Apartments will feature units ranging from 450-square-foot micro-apartments to 800-square-foot two-bedroom homes. Despite a cooling multifamily market, a 53-unit Tacoma townhome complex has sold for $17 million. Located near the Tacoma Mall, the Pine Street townhomes were purchased by Ethos Development of Portland and Lombard Equities Group of San Francisco. The City of Tacoma continues its Home in Tacoma project with open-house-style City Council meetings in May to engage the public. 
These events will allow citizens to learn more about the process and meet their city council members. Kitsap Community Resources has acquired the 36-unit Mills Crossing townhomes in Bremerton for $14.25 million. Completed in 2022, these units will provide housing for individuals at risk of homelessness. The average cost of these units is $395,000. In Linwood, construction will soon begin on a 200-unit transit-oriented community project called Cause on Alderwood. New York-based, women-owned M-Squared has announced financing for this $54 million mixed-income development. You can stay up to date with the latest from the Washington State multifamily industry by following our blog and subscribing to the Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Our entire office specializes in multifamily real estate, making HFO the largest multifamily brokerage in the Pacific Northwest. Your success is our passion. Build your legacy with HFO. Call 503-241-5541 or visit our website at hfore.com for more information. HFO is an affiliate of the Global Real Estate Advisor Network.